everybody, Ran here, Sports Down TV. Got the new t-shirt, looking pretty spiffy, eh? So I just wanted to do a little bit of a, a news thing on Sports Down. Sports Down has been pretty quiet, not too much, I suppose, happening, um, I don't know, on the internet and such. Fair bit going on behind the scenes. Um, so the first thing I want to touch on is the new regs that have come out. So these are additions to the 3D Sports Sedan regs. Um, so I just thought I'd just go over them because some people um, sort of miss this stuff. And um, I'm not going to go too much into detail. Um, it's all fairly self-explanatory. Um, the first thing I've noticed is in point 3.5, uh, Trans Am bodies um, seem to have a little bit more weight put on them. I'll be honest, I'm not sure of where that came from. I didn't, I didn't know that one was coming. So uh, Trans Am bodies up to 5 1,100 cc's is 1175 and Trans Am body uh, 5101 to 6,000 cc's is 1,200 kilograms. So they've put some weight on them, which is interesting. Why have they put weight on them? I don't, I don't actually quite understand that. So um, just to give it a comparison, so your standard six-liter sports sedan um, has a minimum weight of 1125. Um, and that is including, um, driver, uh, and that's for a wheel wheel drive vehicle. So 1125 versus 1200. It makes me wonder why would you want to run a Trans Am body then? Um, hopefully someone in the comments can, um, e expand on this and explain to us why this has happened. Um, I can ask, um, the, the sports and national guys and the state clubs, um, about it to get some more information. So if you're interested, let me know. Obviously, um, there's still additions for, um, and subtractions. So you subtract for front wheel drive, um, multi-vel vehicles have still got, um, additional weight and so do four wheel drive. That's, that's that, that has not changed. Okay. Um, power to weight 3.3.6 has been put into the regs. Uh, reads the permitted power to weight of an automobile for sports sedan competition is a minimum of 1.5 kilogram racing weight to one horsepower as measured at the engine. So let's have a look at this. Let's see if we can do a little uh, calculation. So say that you're running, you're very, very clever and you've built your car to 1125. Um, so we put 1125 kilograms in and we divide that by, I think it's one point. Yeah, and that gives us 750 horsepower at the flywheel. So for a lot of people, that's really not going to make any difference whatsoever. Um, I know using my car as an example, because I don't want to use other people's cars as examples, because that's not my place to do. But um, my Calibra weighs around about... Oh, I, I haven't weighed it for a while, um, so... But it was around 1150, 1160, something like that originally. I think it might be a bit more porky. I'm, I'm not a light fella. I'm just, I'm over a hundred kilograms. So, so say that I'm around that weight. So I can probably run about 750, maybe 770, 780, but, um, in my car, but we've turned it down because I race on a lower budget. Um, so I should be pretty good. I'm, I'm around about 600 at the wheels. So you'd think I'd be sliding in definitely on that. I'm actually looking at going, Actually, no, we won't go into that. There is a whole thing about two to one, but I don't know any more information. We'll touch on that a bit later. So anyway, if that, hopefully that helps. So for example, if you are on minimum weight of 1125 kilograms with, um, with your driver, 
And I think it's also a certain amount of fuel. You can have 750 horsepower um, at the flywheel. So that's that's the basis of that 1.5 to 1. Um, we could sit here and chat about all day long about why it's been brought in, but it has been brought in. And um, I think the hows and whys and whatever's uh, kind of secondary now. It wasn't because of the red fucking skyline. Um, certainly that car... And a number of other cars brought attention to Motorsport Australia that sports sedans were fast and getting faster and that they needed to look at that. There is lots more to it than that. Uh, lots of technical information that I will not delve into. Um, and really, there's no point. As I said, there's no point in arguing about it. It's come in. It's happened. Um, if you wanted to afford it, you should have afford it a while back. Um, and really, that never really got off off the shelf. So... Um, how they're going to regulate that, that's that's for someone else to decide, my friends. So let's not get into that debate either because, um, it's again, it's not important. As, as a competitor, look, it's nothing's changed. You've got to apply, comply to the regs. So um, the regs are what the regs are. Um, the next point that's been changed, these are all in blue, by the way, and I will put up a link to the updated regs. So in 7.4 under engines, we have addition G. Um, and each engine is permitted a maximum engine revolutions per minute. So your RPM limit. Um, so from zero, which would be nothing, um, to three and a half liters, you can rev to 9,000 RPM. That's your max rev limit. From 3501 to six liters to 6,000, whatever. So 3.5 liters to six liters, you can rev to 8,500 now, this is now in the regs for all sports sedans. So up until now, it was only a nationals um, rev limits that you had to comply to when you raced as a national car in the national series. This now is all of you, me, you, all of us in a 3D sports sedan must comply to this rev limit. Uh, and it also goes on to add each automobile must be fitted with an effective RPM limiter and that RPM limiter must be set or be set at or below the applicable limit specified. So for me, again, I'm just going to talk about my car. Um, I run a Carby. So, mate, I can just put a chip in there. And so I'll probably put a chip in. Well, I'm not even going to be revving to eight and a half grand. I don't... I can't afford bloody engine rebuilds fucking every 12, every 12 months. So we're going to bring revs right back down. We're going to be revving down to about seven, seven and a half, maybe... Yeah, so we'll probably put like a, I don't know, yeah, seven and a half chip or something like that. I've heard that they do cut off a little bit early. So we'll play with that. But you will have to have some form of that. So obviously, if you've got um, an ECU and all your bloody whiz-bang Motec or Haltech or whatever the hell you're running stuff, you'll be able to set that limiter. Um, at the request of the chief scrutineer, the RPM limiter must be displayed to the chief scrutiny along with any data logging or RPM data supplied via the ECU. So they're going to be checking that. So that obviously is the first thing they're putting in place to try and keep this, um, I don't know, the 1.5 to 1 um, power to weight ratio. They're going to be using um, RPM to help control that. I suppose that's the first line of defense. Then point H, each engine using forced induction is permitted a maximum manifold inlet absolute pressure of 34. 341.3 kPa, and then in brackets it says 34, 35 psi of boost pressure. At the request of the chief scrutineer, the maximum inlet absolute pressure must be displayed to the chief scrutineer along with any data logging 
and data supplied via the ECU. Now again, can of worms, we could open it up and the turbo shit could jump out of it and attack us all. That's the rule, all right? I understand. I, I've spoken to people much much more um, savvy than I am with turbo cars and with um, ECUs and everything. And, you know, it's up for debate whether this is um, necessary, effective, whatever. It's the reg. So you will need to have that. And I know that most people with turbo motors um, have some stuff like that. Even I remember with my 180, we could probably have, we, well, not probably, we could log that part of things to be able to tell you what um, pressure, what, how much um, boost we had and blah, blah, blah. So if I could do it with that car, you certainly can do it. Um, we'll just scroll up. Is there any more? I can't remember now. So that's it for now. That's it on um, the new regs. There was a couple of other things that um, are still being gone over. I don't know too much more because I have been um, not part of the loop for the last sort of few weeks, couple of weeks. But um, there is talk still that there'll be some, uh, there's definitely going to be wording changed or added to the regs on seats. Um, I I heard that it was we were going to be having to go to an FIA approved seat. Um, but there is also discussions about molded seats. There are a number of cars, again, not going to mention anyone specifically, probably put some bitches up, you'll figure it out, but, but molded seats, um, may be something that's allowed. Um, again, yeah, there's a lot of discussion. So I suppose my advice to you, the reason why I'm bringing this up is if you are looking at buying a new seat or building a car and you're up to that point, I would, uh, highly recommend you hold off as, as long as you can, because, um, you will want to see what the regs say about seats, whether you have to have an FIA seat, whether you don't, whether it's recommended, whether certain cars can get away with a molded seat, and if so, what are those specifications? So at the moment, there is no wording for the molded seats. Um, when, you, when I say a molded seat, I mean usually, um, you know, it's a monocoque style, usually aluminium, in some cases carbon fiber sort of shell that sits within the framework and it's part of the car, I suppose. Obviously, we're not allowed to have monocoque chassis, but if you know what I mean, a space frame car and then the aluminium or um, carbon molded into that and then you, they, then you sit in there and you put a foam mold in there that you pour and it's all messy, burns you and stuff like that. No, it doesn't really, but it can. Um, that's what I'm talking about with a molded seat. So we'll be getting technical regulations, I'm hearing, on some point on that. Uh, the second thing which hasn't been added in, which I'm still hearing very strong talk about is that we'll be needing to go to FIA bladder fuel tanks. Um, so like my car, I have a cut down aluminium fuel tank to fit in a very small hole that I have available to put a fuel tank. So I know many of you do have things like that. Um, I'm assuming, you know, when you look at location of some of the fuel tanks and some sports sedans, if they get an impact in that area, it could be quite hairy. So I suppose as part of Let's be honest, the whole world trying to become safer and um, limiting ways for things to kill us, I suppose, and cause injury and then cause lawsuits and blah, blah, blah. Um, the Motorsport Australia have looked at it and decided, I'm assuming Motorsport Australia, it could be National Sports Sedans. I don't, I don't actually fully understand where it came from, but it's here, um, that you will probably have to run a FI-approved bladder fuel tank again. So if you're building a car or you're looking at updating your fuel tank or anything, wait, wait until this comes out because obviously there's a lot of expense. Even just a normal aluminum tank can be quite expensive, but these bladder tanks, I'm hearing anywhere from two grand for an insert 
I can't find that price personally, but that's what um, has been told to me. The the price I'm sort of looking around that I've seen so far is around about five thousand dollars to get a a bladder a plastic bladder made to suit my application, and I have to make a case over it, um, like a box that it sits in. So there's a number of things that we the I've been told that the National Sports Sedan Association is looking um, that if this rule does come in of um, hopefully putting competitors in touch with the correct uh, manufacturers so that possibly, you know, sports fans can get a bit of a discounted rate because so many of people will be getting them. So again, hold off on that. Um, I've talked a lot. I'll try and cut this down. Um, so a couple of other things which I thought was kind of cool, sports sedan news. This is what it's about. So that's regs and rules. Hopefully that answers some of your concerns because I know people have been chatting about it. Um... Um, yeah, so there's a lot of work been going behind the scenes. So thanks to all that um, are doing that and probably copping a fair bit of shit for it. Um, it's a thankless, it's a thankless kind of job um, running anything in life. So um, they're doing the best they can. And um, so thanks, thanks for that, I suppose. A um, couple of other things. Uh, Tassie had their first round um, last weekend. Um, obviously, good old Brad Sheriff ran his new car. They had some teething problems, just some suspension issues and some cooling issues, nothing huge. But Brad said to me that he doesn't want to destroy the car or drive it when it's not quite right. This is all just working out teething problems. They're trying to get to round one. He's got some work commitments. So hopefully the car gets to round one because um, a lot of people are very excited about seeing it. And lastly, I thought I just wanted to sort of take a nod to uh, Steve Lacey, obviously known for his yellow Camaro, has now got one of the new Mark GT sports sedans built by Mark Cars or whoever builds them, Pace, whatever. Um, looked pretty cool. Um, I, I think I'm really definitely going to catch up with, with uh, Lacey and chat to him about the differences. You know, like, let's be honest, the Camaro is an old school style sports sedan, pretty rudimentary, super cool. Uh, is for sale, by the way, and um, definitely could make someone's life a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of fun to drive and yeah, she's a pretty, you know, mean old fighting car. Um, so, but he's in this new sort of, I suppose what you'd say is the most current, up-to-date, refined style of sports sedan um, with probably a lot of bells and whistles. So, yeah, super cool to, to see him in that car. Be interesting how he goes. Interesting to hear his feedback. Does he think it makes, what differences does he think it makes and everything like that. So anyway, I think that rounds out um, sports sedans TV I think that rounds out Sports Sedan TV news, um, our first edition this year. So if you want to know stuff, if you want to know what's going on or find out anything, let me know. Ask me some questions if you're like, oh, Darren, what about this? What's happening here? Um, yeah, I can go over um, all the dates um, for the series are on the Australian Sports Sedan group, the one that I run, which has, all, you'll know there's two of them on Facebook. One has an old character picture and one has... Um, a more fancy banner with lots of dates and everything. So that's a good way of keeping up on news. And obviously, Sports and TV as well. And um, yeah, peace out. Rock on. Gods of Thunder. Monsters of Mayhem. Sports and Ants.